0: Welcome to Transformational Voices, helping you transform your life. This podcast series brings you wisdom, learning, and insights from the Association of Transformational Leaders, a heart-based community of those who spend their lives transforming lives, contributing to an enlightened world. I'm your host, Carol Talbot, and my guest in this episode is Lubna Zaru, lubner is an international best-selling author certified professional speaker and coach who's globally recognized for her extraordinary skill mentoring entrepreneurs to gain clarity focus and momentum and all with lightning speed hello lubner and welcome to transformational voices And I'm particularly curious to hear your pathway into the work that you do now and the gifts that you bring into the world. So
1: how did you get to
0: this point?
1: Oh, thank you. That's a beautiful question. Well, first of all, Carol, thank you for having me on Transformational Voices. uh, And I'm looking forward to sharing more about my path. So I started in a job. I was like most people that I know. Uh, raised up to believe that if you want any success, you need to work really hard. And my father even told me you need to work twice as hard because (laughs) you are a minority in this country. So you need to prove that you're worthy. And that's exactly what I did. But I always was taught you need to go to school. You need to study really well. And you need to go to university because that's your guarantee to a good job. Anyone relate? I did that. And, um, and it was great. (laughs) Yeah, Take the books. And, and I did that and I had a lot of beautiful moments. I had a lot of moments struggling uh, because I had some dreams as a little girl of what I wanted to be when I grow up. I'm sure that most of you can relate to that. And it started for me as I want to teach because I love teaching is something that I did as a little girl. Uh, I wanted to, a couple of years later, I wanted to become a doctor and I was very specific. I wanted to become a pediatrician, which is not a word that I could even pronounce at that age. I wanted to be a children's doctor. That's what I said at that age. But I quickly realized at high school that um, I'm not good at science topics. I wasn't that good. I wasn't good at all. So I had to reshift and um, Ended up working in a management, in business administration, went to study that, but specifically for the healthcare sector. And I started like most people started. Uh, My focus when I got my very first job was I want to make money because as a student, you never had enough money. So you wanted that. I wanted to have the money that I could buy what I wanted, when I wanted, and do what I wanted without worrying about, okay, I've got that tuition coming up, I've got the books coming up. Uh, But quickly, and there's one incident uh, specifically that turned me onto a different journey, which is going from the purpose of money to the purpose of personal development. And it was at my very first job that I met um, uh, a professor, professor of lung disease. I worked at an academic hospital. And uh, I was there to Transform, so that's the very first time that transformation comes to transform from paper patient records to digital. Now I know all of the millennials cannot imagine there used to be a paper world, but there was. And I, one of my very first projects that I did as a as a as a 21-year-old was facilitate and guide professors who'd been working their whole life as a professor taping into a voice recorder their patient stories and their patient diagnosis, and then giving that voice recorder to a secretary that typed it out, printed it, and put it in in a folder that was the patient record. And with everything that I was taught at university about how to do these transformations, about all the opportunities that digitalization and automation were to bring, I encountered this man who said, I don't even want a computer in my office. And with everything that I was taught, I did not know what to do. I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, but all of these opportunities. And he was like, it's not happening. And it took me two years because I thought, okay, if I don't have the knowledge to do this, which is required, if you're guiding transformation and helping people change and transform, there is a missing component. And for me, that was personal development. I had to get to know myself. Okay, what are my skills? What are my gifts? How can I help this person if I don't know who am I and how do I show up and what's my value? And then learn about the other people. Why do people do what they do? Why do they say what they do? Why do they hold them hold themselves back? So I spurred onto personal development and psychology and got really, uh, I was activating my love of learning around, why do people do what they do? What's behavior? How do we change behavior? And it took me two and a half years to get the computer in his office. But when it happened, he came to me and said, I've got that computer in my office, Lugna, but you're the only one who can teach me how to use it because I trust you to do that for me. And that taught me how important it is for us to know ourselves to know about other people and how people think and discover how they think, but also how to translate that intersection into how do I guide you towards change and transformation? And since then, I spent the next almost 15 years in corporate jobs, combining those two, knowing the opportunities of the topic that I was working at. And and the first was was IT and IT development and IT transformation to IT auditing. So looking back and helping people to make sure that they take the right measures to reduce risks to my last job before I became 100% entrepreneur, which was a change manager. I wanted to do it. I thought I've been helping and mentoring and coaching people in small ways. But now I want to guide, be responsible for her program of over uh, two years uh, at the end. Um, of helping and guiding a whole organization of al- almost 1,200 employees into changing the way that they work and, and how to do that with a team. I knew that I could do it in a one-on-one in mentoring and coaching, but how do you do that large scale? And that, that is the last job that I had before. I thought, okay, I've done both of these things. Now I want to do it at an even bigger scale. I want to do it globally. I
0: love the fact that you've weaved in the personal development aspect, that you can't be supporting others if you cannot support yourself and understand yourself. Because when we're working with others, you know, people think differently, people behave differently, they have different models of the world. And sometimes, you know, in mentoring and coaching, you need to switch off your model of the world and ask Mm, what would they have to believe about themselves to be operating that way and so that you can meet them at their model of the world and get the message across yep, now yep. one of the things I loved was that you focus on you know speed coaching you know the the, the lightning the fast uh you know which those kind of things really uh, appeal to me when you work at lightning speed so what does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like when you're sort of working with people quicker? How how does that work? Because often coaching and mentoring can be a slow journey as you get to build that trust as you sort of move forward. It, it can be a long-term relationship. Yet we're in a time where people want to make changes and they need to make them yep. quickly.
1: Yeah. So if you remember my story that I shared? It took me two and a half years to transform this one professor of lung disease from refusing a a computer. And it was the huge thing to, um, after I did that, I realized I have to do this faster because if it takes me one person, two and a half years, I'm not going to reach the people and make the impact that I want to make in any way, shape or form. It has to be faster. So for me, that meant being able, learning the skills to discover the map of the world of the other person, the perspective, the way that they think, the way, where they came from really quickly. Because if I can understand that in a couple of minutes, then deciding on the intervention is the easy part. Because that's what you do as a coach and a mentor. You just discover, and it usually is about two thirds, maybe half of the time is Who are you? Where are you at? What's holding you back? And what can I do right now? So choose the right intervention to quickly do this. And that's what I spent the rest of my time as I was working in that academic hospital, but also later on for the Dutch government, I was working for organizations of a thousand different people plus. So I had a lot of people to experiment on to see how can I do this really quickly. And it took me three Think about three, three and a half years after that, before I honed into, OK, I can do this now quickly. And I just kept doing it, doing it, practicing on different people in different positions, in different styles to see, can I do this where it doesn't take me more than 15 minutes? Wow. And I've been doing that ever since. I've been doing that for more than a decade now. And people started noticing me, you work fast? And I hadn't realized that I was working fast. Usually when you tap into that, it becomes mastery. So I don't realize that I'm doing it anymore. Uh, But people started telling me, God, you ask really good questions. Really questions that make me stop and reflect. And that's exactly what I want in a coaching and mentoring step. So usually in my experience, It takes a long time if you're not asking the right questions or you're not choosing the right intervention because then you're still experimenting as a coach and mentor to see, okay, what happens when I do this or what happens when I do this? And I make it my mission to discover what's the one maximum two things that I can do to make them go, wait, what just happened? I really have to stop and reflect because in that moment, I have you in the present. I don't have you in your mind in the past or your mind in the future. I have you right here, right now.
0: So does this uh, model that you've created and put together, you know, we think of coaching and mentoring as usually one-on-one and you already uh, highlighted that you want to work with lots and lots of people, hence it needs to be quick so you can really work. But does this form the the foundation and the meat of the flow club that you've put together? Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, thank you. So one of the things that I've been working on in the last Eight months is um, thinking about how can I bring everything that I've ever done, all my gifts, all my talents into one ecosystem? Because one of the things that I've learned after now more than two decades of playing in this field and doing different things is it's important to have people close to you and to attract the people that want to be close to you because something that I say or do or not say or not do trigger something in them to work on their own personal growth. And I believe that when you get into that ecosystem, the likelihood of you starting to reflect and think about yourself are much higher. And it's also much higher when you see other people doing the same thing. It's one of the things that I couldn't do in a corporate setting because I could work with one person, but... If they are not surrounded by people who are interested in that same thing, you have to organize it. You have to organize a working group or a little club and say, okay, let's meet for lunch or let's meet for coffee and create that. So Flow Club for me is the ecosystem where I say, welcome, you're invited. If you're one of those go-getters, impact-driven, purpose-driven creators and entrepreneurs who value being surrounded by like-minded and like-spirited people in an ecosystem where you are challenged to work on your own personal growth and tap into flow so that life becomes easy and enjoyable instead of you trying too hard to do something when you might be working on the wrong thing.
0: So is the Flow Club uh, a live session or a set program? Because I know you're based in Holland. So can anyone in the world join the Flow Club? Are there set times that they can join? You know, what's the kind of structure? What can they expect?
1: Yeah, so Flow the home of Flow Club is a Discord server. And a Discord is, um, I know one of my coaches calls it, if Facebook groups and Slack were married, the baby would be a Discord server. So it's a it's a virtual environment where you can go into. It's free to go into. And different things happen at different moments in time. So one of the things that I do is I have a weekly ask me anything session. Because I don't know what you're working on. I don't know where you are at. So I want to provide a safe space for you to come in and say, this is the question that I have for me right now, right here, and get my best answer in that moment in time.
0: So, that sounds like it's going to be leading into the metaverse, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. Um, no, it's all coming. Dep- <laughs> <laughs> but it all depends on your definition of a metaverse. Now, if there's anything that a lot of us have discovered is that there is a virtual world. We have an in real life world and there's a virtual world. Most of us during the pandemic, global pandemic, which is still going on, um, we were working from home and we had to find how to connect with them. Now, you couldn't get on the phone, but most of us ended up on in Zoom meetings and MS Teams meetings and that type of thing where we connected and work together. So both have value. In real life has value. I love meeting people. I love being able to look you in the eyes uh, and be able to hug you. Uh, any, but I also appreciate the fact that because we're in a global world, we could connect with anyone in everywhere in the world. I mean, think about you and me right now. I'm in the Netherlands, you're in Dubai, but we're having a conversation regardless. So this, this, this home, that's a discord server is providing that ecosystem where you can tap in whenever you need to. Whenever you need to and want to, there's not, there are will be planned and scheduled things that you can participate in. You can choose to participate, but you don't have to. This is intended for you to be, i always have a place to go when I need that little boost, that little inspiration, or just that place where someone g- goes and says, I'm going to listen to you as you rant.
0: Oh, and sometimes we need to do that, don't we?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I love me a rant some
0: day from <laughs> time <term> to time. <laughs> So, so Lupna, you know, with this um, you know, lightning speed mentoring and coaching and the Flow Club, what have been some of the most incredible transformations that you've witnessed or helped maybe facilitate?
1: Gosh, that's a beautiful question. Um, well, my biggest transformation, if you had told me, if you had told the 10-year-old Lupna that I would be an entrepreneur today, I would have said, no, no, that's never going to happen. Never, never, never going to happen. I'm going to go that route that I've been led to believe is the only pathway to success um, and uh, be in a job and a good job, make good money. And uh, that's it. So that's one of the transformations that I could not have imagined myself thinking when I was that 10, 11 year old little girl. Uh, But I am, I am a full-time entrepreneur now. So uh, you never know where you're going to end up with. Uh, An example of uh, a transformation with one of my coaching clients, this is um, a a, a woman that I used to work with and she was told uh, in her job that her job was made redundant. She was made redundant and that hit her to her core because she had connected her job title to her identity. So she became a little bit lost. He said, but if I don't have that, then who am I? And uh, she did take action towards applying for different jobs within the organization because there was always a, pr- a certain period of time where you get the opportunity to, to look for for another job that is available within that context But she was the first time she was rejected and that rejection hit her to her core because it was like she was told again not for you and she took it at identity level as who she is and she I found her, crying and i had two sessions with her the first session was all about but flip the switch reframe now what you're doing you've one become aware of the fact that you've attached those two and they don't have to be attached uh who you are and what you do and how you do it completely can be two different things and it gives you a lot of freedom when you disempower you cut the cord between those two. That's number one. Uh, She went uh, to her second job interview after that session and completely shifted. I said, take charge of your life. You are applying to the job. They are applying to you just as much, just because you know the people you're having a conversation with doesn't mean that you do not want to be sure that there's a fit between where you are and where you want to go and what they have to offer you. So, Again, cut those two chords. Just because you know the two people you're going to have a conversation with doesn't mean that they know you and know what you want. And she came back after that second conversation and said it was so much fun. I said, "Tell me about it." She said, "It was 35 minutes." She said, "In 40 minutes, I was in charge." You know, you get the sense when someone says, "I was, I was, I was me," I was. This was, I was holding the, and after 40 minutes, he said the director, who had been her director for years in her, in the job that she wanted she said, after 40 minutes, he said, he asked me the question, he said, can I ask a question? And she said, he asked it like he was like asking for permission. I'm like, you did a good job, if that is where you got him to. Uh, and she said, yeah, you can ask me questions too. <laughs> so she has since then, since so been a couple of years, since then, she has been absolutely flourishing. Flourishing. The woman that I saw crying in the hallways, thinking that she was devastated, she would never be where she wanted to be, is now a a bright young woman who is still in that job, but is also building a very thriving business, has become an author, and is speaking out there in the world, sharing her gifts and talents.
0: That's so beautiful because often with um, a job title, it does link to your you know, identity, and it puts us in a box, not only from our own perspective, but other people see you in that box. They perceive you a particular way. And I loved the fact that when you were sharing, you know, who would have thought when you were young that you would be this, or younger, (laughs) that you would be this incredible entrepreneur. And I loved myself looking back every few years and saying, you know, that wasn't even, you know, it, it, it wasn't even in my mind, uh, and how we evolve and shift and change that we have nowhere near tapped into our potential. There is always more, and that's the beauty of the lovely work that you do, whether it's speaking from the platform and switching those light bulbs on, or with the Flow Club, or lightning mentoring and coaching. So, yeah. how can people get in touch with you? Uh,
1: well, first of all, you can go to my website which is exponentialhero.com if you want to connect there, or you can find me on social media. I'm active on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram.
0: So they can find details of the Flow Club and they can join the Flow Club through your website. Correct. What a lovely conversation around transformation. Thank you for sharing your voice with us today. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We're delighted to be sharing transformational voices with you and opening the door to new perspectives. For more inspiration, check out the link on our website at atl-europe.com where you'll also find the book Transformation Lessons. If you've enjoyed this episode, then help us reach and transform even more lives with a share, like or a view. And remember... Together we rise.